Stav, Abby and Matt, the B105 Breakfast Show. Hey, welcome to our podcast, everyone. Thank Great you. Great to have your company. Certainly is. Uh, if you are a regular podcaster and you heard yesterday's podcast, um, you would have remembered that I told you I was going to bring you a treat today. Mm. And this treat is inspiration as to why you should never give up on your dreams. Never stop, never stopping. That's right. And then if someone says to you, you suck, yeah. don't let that get to you, all right? Even if you do realise maybe you do suck a little. Why are you looking at Stav when you say all this? <laughs> I'm not. Okay. I'm, well, this did, is broadly just, for the room. Oh, okay. You just didn't look at me and I appreciate that. So, Stav. Yeah, back to my Remember lesson. this, okay? Remember this is your life <laughs> lesson from Maddie, lesson. okay? Stav yeah. doesn't suck at all. Wow, that's not well, true. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, I didn't realise we were... <laughs> Anyway, Are you guys, so is this an announcement for you guys? <laughs> it's not a secret. <laughs> no, no one ever asked. <laughs> um, no, okay. so Post Malone is one of the biggest artists at the moment. Mm-hmm. Just toured Australia. Yep. He's um, going into country music a little now. Like mm. he's quite a versatile Apparently a lovely guy. guy too. Yeah, seems like. I didn't, yeah. I didn't meet him, but yeah. from all accounts. Um, this uh, was a song he released before he was famous before mm-hmm. he was post Malone, you know, today. Mm. And I saw this online and it said, um, here's why you should never give up on your dreams. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because it, this is titled, why don't you love me? Okay. Um, and you can go and see this online. There's a film clip, which is equally as awful. Which I just so what year is this? Sorry. More. Did you say, um, I'm not... well, how old was he then? Sorry. He was, uh, this is 2016 that this was posted, but it would have been earlier. Online. Wouldn't it really? Um, no, because I don't think he's that old. He's like 28 or something. Oh, okay. How old is Post Malone? So Post Malone is 28 years old. Okay. So what did I say was 16? Seven years ago. So he was 21. And it could have even been earlier. This just might be when they posted yeah. it. Yeah, okay. But if you see it, he probably is 21. He looks about 21 in this. Uh, mm-hmm. in this. So this is his first song he put online. Why don't you love me? Hey girl. Hey girl. Love me. And you can imagine the film clip is exactly what you would think. Uh-huh. It sounds like relax, don't do it. Yeah. He's wearing a bad boy jacket. Wow. I actually don't mind it. I got up and checked. It was you walking out my door. You said you loved me just moments before. Why'd you lie? This is so 80s. What the heck? What the heck? <laughs> Our love was as hot as it But you couldn't take it anymore. Why don't you love me? Wow. That's my favorite. Why don't you love me? Why don't you love me? Oh, yeah. My heart was beating like a very fast drum. You looked at me and said, I'm not number one. Why don't you love me? Well, where is Wow. Why don't you love me? Why don't you love me? Do you know what? I actually don't mind the song. Like, I kid you not, I like the song, but once you watch it, you uh, won't like the song. The film clip is. Did you listen to the lyrics? Yeah. Okay. It's very 80s. I find that the 80s lyrics are yeah. just crap. My heart was beating like a very fast drum. Yep. Specific. It sounds like country. Yeah. Yeah, guess the Post Malone lyrics. Yeah. Game, we'll have to play this. 
Really, really, see? You can't feel the lyrics. I like it. But wow. don't give up on your dream, Steph. Okay. I think that is really the moral for yeah, it. Yeah. That so, film clip is hideous. Hideous. Once you've seen the film clip, it yeah. looks like a joke. Yeah. yeah. So they've these they've obviously made it themselves. Yeah. Um but then he's had a complete image overhaul by someone. Mm. Yeah, 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 called yeah. growing up. Uh, or yeah. hormones. Yeah. Yeah. But um yeah. Go, we'll get it up on our website, uh, our Facebook. The Facebook. And um <laughs> never give up on your dreams. Wow. Post Malone didn't. No. And now look at him go. Look at him go. Uh, all right, let's get into it. Here is the podcast. Stav, Abby and Matt, the B105 Breakfast Show. We did something we were looking forward to for a very long time for our uh, wedding anniversary because we didn't celebrate the 10 years because it was COVID and then we forgot for three years. So we decided to to do it and we'd been looking forward to this for three years. It's in the planning of going on our holiday together, Scotty and I, mm-hmm. without the kids. It was amazing. Don't know if I'll do it again. My parents are getting older. I don't know. But it, was it was amazing that you don't know if you'd do it again. Well, I don't know now. Like, it's hard It's hard for someone to look after, you know, three boys, yeah. you know, and his parents get older. You don't know if they, you know, still want to be able to do that. I mean, um, eventually they'll move out and you'll have to. Yeah, well, no, we'll do it. I meant yeah. for a very long time. Right. Okay, yeah, mm. yeah. Um, so it was it's just the most amazing time. And we're on the plane over there and I then got the guilt's. Like, I, I did the booking wrong. I didn't realise we are flying back at 11 o'clock, which is an extra night. Got the tears. Couldn't stop crying. I <laughs> wanted to turn around. I wanted to see my boys. Uh. Scotty was like, you'll be fine. Um, and I was like, I, I honestly, I just can't. You know, He's you like, start- right, you stay. I'll go on my own. <laughs> <laughs> I was already up in the air. I actually started to get, like, a full panic attack. Uh. Like, I'm the worst mum in the world. Can't do it. And then he decided to distract me by getting me to do something of my favourite thing, which was, like, babe, there's an argument next to us. <laughs> and I went. Tears gone, I'm listening, let's focus on this. Because over the other side of the plane, there was a guy who had reclined Uh and the lady was like, excuse me, there's not enough room. And I was like, oh, this is hectic. So she was pushing his seat. Oh, no. And he was like, I'm taking these pushes and the seat is staying. Was she heavy set or? Yeah, she was. Yeah, she okay. was. And she didn't have much room, yeah. I'll, I'll admit, because <clears throat> they're very close together. I don't know if I've got bigger seats or got smaller, <laughs> but I don't think the recline is necessary. And it's always a question is that to recline What do you mean? The, you, don't, you, you don't believe the recline is necessary? I won't recline. But the chair reclines. I know. So I then recline. So. I still think it's a rude option. But the chair does it. it. Scott and I agreed. We totally agreed. And we said that he is in the right and the recline option is there. And we both agreed. Um, We weren't going to say it loudly that we agree with him because she kept pushing. Good way to end an argument on a plane, though. Cabin boat. (laughs) Wouldn't it be good? (laughs) Wouldn't it? And we both agreed that it is totally allowed. Yeah. And we both agreed that we still wouldn't do it. Right. Because I still feel judged. If uh, Not always, but if I'm going to have a little nod, I will. Yeah. My only thing about a recline is there's a time issue. If it's a short flight, I'd What's say the short flight? Anything, anything. anything under two hours, no recline. Anything oh. over two hours, recline away. See, if, if you're not happy with the amount of space after they've reclined, why don't you just recline? You recline. And then you get that space So you back. pass on the... Because I don't think the recline is enough. I'm a bad sleeper. No, so I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't either. be able to sleep on a plane regardless. Mm. So the recline doesn't do much to me. Mm. But I feel like we need to start making planes without the recline to get rid of this stupidity that is always people fighting over whether it's right or wrong. But then you just... What you're doing is you're taking the side of the non-recliners. Yeah, you're just so completely... You're, you're, picking, you're picking a side. Why yeah. can't we have them permanently reclined? Uh, but so then, take away the recline seat. So they're always a little bit 
Yeah, but then people will be like, I just want to sit up straight. straight. No one says that. No one is saying, you know what? You don't want it to be Uh, when you're eating unless someone's feeding you grapes. (laughs) It's not that much of a recline. Oh, it's a bit of, it's too much of a recline for like. (laughs) Why don't we have the option where all of them are permanently reclined and you can have the option to go up. That's the option we have now. <laughs> no, yes. it's the opposite yes, it way. Is. <laughs> okay. Oh, he inclined. No, He's inclining. Me. No, but then it would excuse be me. Like... Can you can you um, incline as well? Because yeah, I'm too I'm, close I'm to you, in, and yeah. I want to sit up straight. No, but if it was naturally oh, look, reclined, Scott, he's inclined. For take what off. a jerk! <laughs> he now he expects us all to incline. I never incline. I never incline. But why do you have to have it for the takeoff and the land? Uh, oh, it's the same as why you've got to not have your you've got to have your phone on airplane. But mode. that's what I'm saying. For, for that reason, you could permanently have it there, and then when you want to eat, you're up right, not affecting everyone. Then uh, hey, we are landing. Please make sure again, that you that's are the same required. system we already have. It's, Let's it's, try it. Let's try something new. <laughs> but they didn't finish the fight the whole time, oh, and I was just impressed. On. Like he just didn't flinch. He was. It was like, do you know what? I can feel you hitting. Doesn't bother me. And eventually, you're just gonna. Pop off to sleep. It's like a massage chair, really, oh, yeah. isn't it? Ooh. But it's just like his head. I'd lean back, give her a five dollar note. But oh, thank you. His head was just pretending, like, no. nah, don't feel you kicking. Wow. All good. That's a pacifist. <sighs> yeah, it was making her more irate. Right. He's, a, like, he's oh. a pacifist, aggressivist. <laughs> Stav, Abby, and Matt, the B one hundred five breakfast show. This blows my mind, right? Uh, and I was reading an article about it. I knew that this happened, but it's still, it, it's very trippy. Happy to a friend of ours, actually, Maddie, that you used to work with, um, Brad. He had this happen to him. Oh, yeah. When you have brain surgery sometimes, you're awake. I had sword in Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, right. Did they start singing or had they not jumped the shark yet? Um, because <laughs> this guy, uh, he noticed that his left hand was deteriorating and he was a guitar player. Uh, his name is Nolan, and he went to the doctor to find out what was happening with his left hand. The whole left side of his body felt a little bit strange, and he had a tumour in his brain. Now, in order to... it's it, When they keep you awake for the brain tumours, it's in order to make sure that they're not hitting something that's important, that they're getting the tumour, not your brain. So normally, if you're awake, they're talking to you, and if you stop being able to talk, they know that they've gone too far in. But that I, makes it sound like that game, <laughs> Operation, as a kid, when you didn't, didn't need to get the sidelines. Exactly. Like, bing, oh, sorry, yeah. hey. Yeah, if you could just go, eh, and he's <laughs> yeah, only going yeah. too far. Uh, and because it was to get him able to play, well, to save his life first and foremost, but to be able to get him to play guitar again properly, they thought the best way to make sure they were doing it right was for him to play guitar during the surgery. So God, they, I hope he was good and they knew that. Because imagine if they go, oh, geez, it's deteriorating. He's like, no, no, no that's, that's as the, good as I got. That's, that's, that's yeah. Yeah. play. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he played uh, songs by the Deftones and System of a Down, which is quite, yeah. That's, a, that's a big choice. Yeah. And they even said, they even said, as they were finishing, um, the hand uh, stuff came back and they realized that the uh, tumor oh, was gosh. touching again, and they had, but they managed to get it all out. That so is can, so scary to be awake be and know about it and see everyone. Mm. Okay, well, so they poke your brain, right? So and you'd be like, "Yeah, I'm all good." I'm yeah. t-, and then they go, yeah. and then they uh, like they move away, and then yeah. you go, "I'm good again." Exactly. No, that's exactly what happens. I really? asked to be asleep for the C-section, and they're like, "That's not how it works." Oh, you can't be. No. Mm. <laughs> I was like, oh, "That'd be nice." You wake up with a baby. Yeah. Well, that's how it works. I don't know. I, mean, I just like the idea. I mean, it's exactly the same, just on a different part of your body. Yeah. Well, it's just yeah. weird knowing that, like. 
your guts is open yeah. and everyone's walking around and you're seeing it all and you can hear them talking and saying, oh, it's stuck. And you're like, it's stuck. Is that the baby stuck or what is that? And they're like, it's all right, love. It's all right. Okay. Yeah. Get my pliers out there. That's, that's, yeah, really weird. I've yeah. just got a fear of waking up during surgery. Mm. Yeah, that, that wouldn't You be had good. ankle surgery and then you had to get um, go back in to get some plates taken out. Yeah. And one of the ladies here, Lisa, was like, oh, were you awake? And I was like, that is the weirdest question to ask. Of course he wasn't awake. Mm. She's like, oh, my husband asked if he could be. And the doctor said yes. Because he wanted to watch it? Watch it. That would have been the second. The, the screw one probably would be easier. Yeah, the, one the one's being taken out. out. Yeah. yeah. That's, but that's something you, I would film. But yeah. would you want to watch it? Well, I had said to my surgeon, oh, can, could we film it? And her words to me were, you don't want to see what he does. Uh, right, yeah, that's what you Because right. I yeah. think it's so, like the surgeries can be more aggressive than you realise. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they use yeah, they're not gentle. Yeah, they're though. not yeah. gentle. You know? No, no, they're not gentle. The doctors here say that they do um, up to 100 a week. Of the brain? Of the people being awake doing the, doing the surgeries, yeah. I think you can do more than just brain surgery awake because some people can't have anaesthetic. anaesthetic. So what do they do? They just give him like a like a pain blocker, because that's what you do with like an epidural. Uh, numbing cream. No, well they put, no, it's not <laughs> but they put it in your spine, like a spine tap or something. Yeah, so yeah. You can't yeah. Feel. Oh, is that what that does? Yeah. yeah right. Okay. <laughs> I just can't because I've I've had only very little uh, limited experience with it. But you know when you, you get stitches and you can feel the tugging, like if you you could feel people in your brain, mm. it's going to stay with you after that your head's been open. Oh, you know, 100%. You've got like a sunroof. You're alive, though. <laughs> You're alive. When you don't have many options, you know. Yeah, I know. You, yeah, go, you, do you go with it. Yeah. yeah. I was find out, have Have you been awake during a surgery? Mm. Or do you know someone who's been awake during a surgery? Because I just, I'd be packing. I'm, I was scared when I knew I was going to be asleep for a surgery. Yeah, that's Because that was your first surgery, wasn't it? Because you did feel a little bit like you were a little bit... Yeah. St- strange about it. Yeah. My my wife had to say to me, you know, you're not going to die but tomorrow. You you're like, you don't know that. That's yeah. exactly. And, and to be fair, the so anesthetic is actually the most dangerous part of those. But you sign yeah. so many waivers. I think that's what freaks you out a little bit more. You yeah. know, when you yeah. sign, you sign, you sign, you're like, what, is there, what am I signing? They're so nonchalant. They're yeah. like, yeah, so we'll put you under. Um, You'll wake up pretty quickly. Um, There is a chance of death. I've let you know about they that. They do not say <laughs> that. That is what yeah. they say. He, that's he, surgery. He they just, never say that. He just slid in like his favourite flavour of milkshake was vanilla. I was like, chance of death? But like, you should be fine. They did not say that before my shoulder surgery. It was a three-hour surgery. Well, we must have had different anaesthetists. <laughs> uh, hey, Alien, Eden's Hill, you were, what was the surgery? Yeah, so it's called cross-linking. Mm-hmm. Um, that's in your eyes. So right. it's... <laughs> yes, Maddie. Uh, it's just like in the movies where they hold it open with a claw. Right, yeah. <laughs> and then they... Surgically scrape off oh. the top ten layers of your eye. Oh, okay. So that the laser that then follows can hit all the nerves properly and accurately. Wow. And they obviously hold your eye open so you can't shut it because you would. Yeah, that's just you, cool. yeah. And what about yeah. your head? Do they hold it still? Because you just flip your whole yeah. body. Oh. Is wow. Tell me they do yeah. one eye at a time, not both at the same time. Uh, well, it depends on what you need. I only needed the one, so right. I can't answer that. But I would right. imagine I've had also I've had transplants in my eyes, and you're only allowed to do one at a time for those. Yeah, I imagine so. And then so uh, continually I would prefer both at the same time. Get, get it, it done. Yeah, get it done. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. And then I, I imagine it's that constant drip of of saline to keep your eyes moist. 
yeah, but you also have numbing drops as well. But yeah, it's right. the it's the when the when the painkillers wear off. That's yeah. The, the do they BIT talk thing. to you? <laughs> no, they're actually not in the. Uh, well, after they do the um scraping. Yeah. Ooh. Um, they do talk. Yeah, they do talk to you during the scraping. Right. Um, but it's yeah, it's the afterwards when the laser. There's no one else in the room with you for five minutes. It's just you, your, your claw and wow. your eye open, and yeah, it's, oh. it's horrific. Eye opening. <laughs> oh, you know, this is oh, my yeah. good one. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Good on hey, you, Haley. Thanks for your story. Dan in Castledine, have you been awake for a surgery and what was it? Morning, legends. Um, apparently I have. So I've had a couple of back surgeries now. Um, and the first one was a relatively minor surgery, but after I was sort of out of recovery and stuff, the surgeons come around and spoke to me. And he just, I felt like he was sort of quizzing me yeah. about things that I remembered and stuff. And I was like, nah, dude, I'm feeling great. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, and apparently mid-surgery, I yeah started to twitch and Whoa. give some responses and stuff that they certainly weren't hoping for me to give. I don't remember any of it. Wow. But it's probably for the best. Imagine yeah. the surgeon yeah. just looking at the anesthetist going, what are you doing here, mate? Mate, mate, he needs well, more. Yeah. He needs, he's built up thing, a tolerance, like, mate. Get him to him. That's the thing. The surgeon was the one that came and spoke to me because the anaesthetist was just so blown away. He was like, he should definitely have not yeah. been, been awake, awake yeah. at all. Because everybody's had, body reacts differently, doesn't mm. it? Yeah, well, that's the thing. I've had a couple of back surgeries after that now. Um, and every time after, the anaesthetist sort of comes down and talks to me and tells me about this medication that they're going to give me on top of the anaesthetic. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. right. Yeah, they, yeah, they've got their circles that go, hey, <laughs> this <him> guy. <laughs> yeah. Christina Ipswich, what were you awake through? Hi. Um, so I was actually awake through a colonoscopy. Like you, so you woke I, up I, or I you know, asked? I woke up. Yeah. That's the back so door, right? I woke up. Yes, with um, something up halfway, Yeah. Um, I actually woke up halfway through. Wow. Um. And uh, I just remember that waking up and hearing them talk about what they were doing on the weekend. And I just went, ow, because the pain had officially obviously kicked in. Yeah. And they realized and they all turned white as a ghost. There yeah. was about four of them in there. And next minute, I just remember being back to sleep. Right. They so they put something over your, yeah. over your, well, you would have had a drip in. So I guess they just upped whatever they had in that. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they basically just upped what I had. And then I went back to sleep and I woke up and they never mentioned it. No. Oh. Me waking up. <laughs> no. That, that's the worst part. You should have just said, um, hey, on the weekend, what? are you going to go through yeah. with <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, like, I, I I don't know. And it was just, yeah, look, I, I, you know, I think all, it was all good news in the end, yeah. so that's mm. good. Yeah, I mean, um, the, the worst thing for the, the surgeons would have been, what what has she heard? Yeah. Because I can imagine they yeah. would talk yeah. as if you're not in the room, and they're probably thinking... They would talk about you. That's always my fear, that I'm going to wake up and hear them talk about me. This is the <laughs> ugliest <laughs> uterus I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dammy and Warner... Your mum has to be awake today? Yes, that's right. She's currently sitting in the PA hospital and she's going to have a couple of toes off in very shortly. Oh. And why can't she be asleep for that? So she's got chronic medical conditions. Yeah. And so if she has an anaesthetic, she, um, she probably wouldn't, wouldn't survive. So the best option is to um, block from her calf down and she'll have a couple of toes off. And the nurses will have a lovely chat to her about our family. So all the nurses at the PA today will know about our family and our and the grandkids and the great-grandkids. <laughs>
Do you think there's any chance in the world that the doctor will go? This little. These were the She only has her big toes and these two toes, so it would be a short little story. It would, yeah. Stav, Abby, and Matt, the B105 Breakfast Show. You ready? Abby's A list. Kanye West. He's had his teeth removed and now this is, remember when he was on Ellen and he had the bottom row removed and he had them replaced with diamonds? Yeah. And she's like, they're not real diamonds, you just stuck them on the top. And he was very much, no, 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 these are 100%, I've removed my teeth and I've filled them in with diamonds. And now he's saying that the diamonds just weren't expensive enough, so he's replaced it with something more expensive and that is titanium. And he's done it on the top, titanium dentures. So he's removed his perfectly good teeth. Well, that was ages ago, yeah, for the diamonds, and now he wanted to upgrade it. But I just still feel like you put them on the top. Because yeah. i trying to get my head around when people have, um, well, they don't call them dentures, really, do they? But they normally shave down their teeth. Yeah, veneers. Veneers, veneers. and then put them over the top. Yeah. Yeah, and so for a while you look like all clangy. It actually looks oh. like he is a little kid that has put a lolly on the top. You know how they do that? Yeah. And they're like, hey, hey, look, 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 look. Like look. a red skin. The yeah, old red, red skin. skin. Yeah, there. but they're saying oh. that it could be close to $100,000 to have him. He looks like a Bond villain. Well, yes. You know? But hey, the good news is he designed it himself. You know how he's a designer? Oh, yeah. yeah so, so are he... they going to be made available to the public? <laughs> I don't know. They're just unique <laughs> to looks... him. Yeah, good for him. Hey, good for him. Imagine yeah. if they need to uh, identify him with his dental records. Yeah. Well, it'd be easy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Saltburn, it's uh, Stubbs' favourite show. He does like it for its artistic flair, right? Sure, it's a good yeah, movie. No worries. Uh, but Barry, Barry Keehan has said that he's really happy, spoken about in uh, GQ magazine, that he's happy the audience is now seeing him in a different light. He said it was really nice to be known as maybe something a little bit different because he's always the weird-looking guy, freak child, is what he used to always be called. Mm. And now he says that, you know, people are seeing him as a little bit more of a man, and I think they've seen a lot of him. All of him. All of him. Mm-hmm. He was talking about the final scene, uh, Murder on the Dance Floor, which is now back on the charts yeah. after this TV show. This is him talking about the last scene. Slight spoiler. I think it was gorgeous to look at a figure like that Roman, you know, uh, that that manner, you know, dripping in money and paintings from the 1700s and, you know, to move so freely. It's not normal. It's not a normal thing to see, but it's a normal thing to do because I know we all do it at home. Every single one of us. We all dance around naked. So it's probably the most relatable scene in the movie. Does everyone dance around naked? Yeah, uh, both hands here. Just the one. No. Two. Am I missing out? I don't dance. dance. I don't dance. I walk around naked, yeah. but I don't dance. I dance around anyway, so hmm. um, yeah. Show I me love... how you dance. Yeah. <laughs> Get up and do the dance that you would do naked, but do it with your clothes on. This is very see. weird. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm trying to picture, like, what kind of dance do you do? Yeah, right. She... Do you do a mum bob? Yeah. Bob. <laughs> a mum bob. Yeah. Oh, that that's, that's that. a mum. That's a mum. Give her the fingers. Yeah. yeah. That was. Yeah. That did wow. look like mum. It did look like mum with a wine at the, yeah. on the dance floor. Still kicking you while you're down there. Wow. <laughs> Stab, okay. do yours. If you dance naked, how do you? Oh, I don't really He dance. does the helicopter, don't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Woo, 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 woo. A bit strange. Yeah, a boogie. I like to dance while I clean up. You just said oh, I yeah. like to have a boogie. Yeah, they boogie. both look like. You both, you look, you're doing the mum bop too. You are doing the mum bop. Hey, the stats have come out for Boy Swallows Universe. Um, I wanted to know how it has gone because it's filmed in Brisbane and I love the show and it's just all over the world. And it is pretty exciting that it is in the global top five streaming charts for Netflix with 3.8 million viewers watching it in the first four days of release. But it's also in the top ten 
in 47 countries around the world. That's so cool. that includes America, the UK, uh, Canada, France, and Germany. It is amazing. Mm. I don't know if it's going to do much for tourism, but it's very good to put Australia on the charts. <laughs> <laughs> well, where, didn't you say New York Times said that we're like the best place, Brisbane's the best place in the world to visit? Yeah, it was a list of 50 that calmed down. But uh, it was one of the places on the list of places you must see. Yeah. yeah. Which is good. There you go. It'll help us of climb course up. it will. Yeah. 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 Stav, Abby and Matt, the B105 Breakfast Show. Well, we didn't think it was going to be Cheetah's Week, but it sort of turned into that after we got a cash confession from a lady saying that she's been having an affair with a married man. He has kids. Um, she has kids to another relationship, but he has said that he wants to have her child. Mm. Well, she want, she should have his child. Yes. Now, she said she's not considering it, but at the same time, they're not being safe. Mm. Um, a lot of people had advice saying, you know, don't do it. I did it. It didn't really work out. But the question that we're sort of talking about was, you know, it's not really fair. There's a, a wife who doesn't know that her husband's having an affair and people were like, no, you always know. Mm. So you, do you, you always, always know? know? Well, I feel like it seems like he wants to have a child with her because they're spending so much time together. Mm. So as a wife, would you not be questioning when someone's taking more and more time away. And I think there's little yeah. clues, but you don't know what their relationship is. Maybe it is a loveless marriage. Mm. I mentioned it yesterday, but I was reading this study that they scientifically proved that women get away with them with uh, affairs, affairs more. more because they can hide it in their face. Men can't physically hide a so secret. So you're saying women are better liars? Well, that's what the that's study what, said. I would, like was, to, I would like to see if we can prove that somehow. But how? <laughs> um, and that's what they were sort of saying Like men are, are not good at Had the physicalness of hiding their body language and stuff mm. So maybe, I don't know whether that's always the giveaway Getting back to the question of Does a wife always know We had a call from someone who would like to remain anonymous And you were married for 13 years And your husband cheated, is that right? Yes So do you think a woman always knows? You always know if you've been with him for long enough and he's going out and staying out later, mm. you know straight away something's up. So when did you call it though? Do you know, like if you're saying that you always know, did you leave it on the download for a while and just try to ignore no, it? No, because okay. then you condone it. Yeah. So I had to find out. He locked his phone, so I broke his code mm. and found a number I didn't recognise and I called her. All right. Okay, so for someone listening to this and thinking, oh, wait a minute, what, what are the clues? What would you say from your experience were the first clue? Um, he was out as his mate, suddenly lots and lots and lots, and he was away from home a lot. Uh-huh. And he's at this mate tonight, and then tomorrow night he's at this other mate, and he's never like that. Right. Oh, uh, yeah, so he was always home with the family, and all of a sudden he wanted to be out drinking with the lads. That's correct. Yeah. Saying that he's having sleepovers? <laughs> uh, no, he never did sleep. Right, sleepover. okay. Just trying oh, to work right, out because yeah, a grown right. man going back to going, hey, I'm sleeping at a mate's house, it seems. On a PlayStation. Sounds yeah, like fun I, I, to be yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And what about the phone? You said it was always locked because you always hear that, you know, people leave their phone like open and all of a sudden they start turning it face down or not letting you see it. That's correct. That's another sign. If they lock it, then they're trying to hide something. Mm. Did, um, when you confronted him... Did he admit it straight away? No, you can't confront them. I had to call her and check if it was going on. Right. And then so and, she, she confirmed it? And she said he had told her that he was divorced mm. and she got angry. 
And so when I confronted him, I told him, and then she started ringing him, abusing him, so he blocked her number. Wow. That must have hurt uh, when you heard that he told her that he got a divorce. That's correct. Um, some people think, look at me and think, why would you put up with that? But every relationship is different and every man is looking for something different. Mm-hmm. And I feel bad because when I had kids, my attention turned from my husband to my kids. Yeah. Yeah, but you can't. It no. sounds like it's taking the blame, though. Do you know what I mean? No. Like, I think that's. I don't take a, the blame. Yeah, okay. It's for men. They suddenly get in this relationship and you're going to Europe and America and doing all this fun stuff, and then you have kids. Mm. And they don't understand that the kids depend on you. Yeah. And then um, he's lost and feel lost in his relationship. And where does he fit in? Mm. But a man needs to work. still be able to say that. Do you know what I mean? Having an yeah. open conversation. Yeah. Are you, yeah. you guys are still together then? Yes, we are because oh, yeah. I have kids mm. and, and they did nothing wrong. Mm. And he just went through a period where he felt lost yeah. and they were young mm. and they're older now and they love him and they hang out. And so now he feels more secure in his relationship. Do you 100% trust him today? No. Right. Mm. You have to, I am a kind of person that through this, I've realized that I don't look to my husband for love. I have security. We have a great relationship, but it has changed, Mm. but I still trust him to a degree. Okay, interesting. And you say stop if if any of these questions get to beyond what you're happy to talk about. Yep. Has it changed the intimacy between the two of you? No. Okay. That's what he was looking for yeah. because he wasn't getting it as much because I was busy. Yeah. Mm. And so he went looking for that elsewhere. Mm. Is that a common thing though? Because I have heard that recently from a lot of people saying that they feel like the kids come first and they come second. Mm. And I guess from a, a mum's point of view, you always go, yeah, of course. I thought that would both be our concerns, but it's like, do men feel like they are neglected or rejected or something? I think as Anonymous is saying, every every uh, relationship is different, but I'm sure some men but do But I'm asking to you guys, did you guys? Mm. Uh, like, did you miss your wife more, like, having that quality time? I think you time? do. You do it, miss it, the, yeah. Yeah, it definitely changes. But, yeah. but what I would say to men who feel like that is she could be feeling like that too. That's so what, what are you doing? Yeah. Because if you, if you make an effort for her... I'm pre- it gets reciprocated, but I yeah. think there are every you know broad strokes. But there are yeah. some sometimes that that the women aren't thinking that because they are completely focused on on the mm. child, and it does become the number one most yeah. important thing for for my wife. It's our dog. Yeah, uh, but I do. But I always feel like if you make it your number one thing as well, then you take some of the care, and then yeah. you've actually got more time. It's mm. kind of like going, don't complain that we haven't had special times. Yeah. Pick up the vacuum, take a job away, and then yeah. I'll have more time for it. Mm. That's true. <laughs> you know, and I mean also too, uh, don't forget. The caring nature of the woman that you had children with, that's the reason, yeah. like, what she's, she's doing is what you yeah. wanted. Yeah. She's being the mother that you wanted. So it's very complex anonymous, obviously, um, but we appreciate you sharing your story with us today. Thanks. Good Thank you. you. Stav, Abby and Matt, the B105 Breakfast Show. It's a, it's a tough one between friends and kids' friends yeah. uh, when it comes to parenting because everyone's got different parenting styles. I reckon the three of us are fairly similar, mm-hmm. and it comes in the way we parent. Mm-hmm. Regular beatings. Yeah, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, um, my middle son, who is a classic middle son, has a mullet yep. uh, at the age of nine, which he's going to have to cut off for school, and I was telling him that, and he was saying to me, Dad, 
um, it's my everything. I can't <laughs> cut it off. That's <laughs> so, my identity. That's what he, no, he's, You've only had it for three months. Yeah, but I've really become it. That's what he said. It's my everything wow. last night. And you should see like, the hairdressers yesterday of everyone getting mullets cut off. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And when they're it, like, private school or public school? And they're like, public. And they're like, yes, we can have fun. Yeah. Otherwise, short back and die. Yeah. Um, but it's his birthday coming up. He's turning 10. Mm. And I don't know if I'll get judged for this, but he wants a gel blaster. Oh. Like a... A gun. Yeah, I don't know much about them. I know that they're illegal in uh, most states except Queensland. Yeah. How Are they you the not ones know that... much about them and that's the thing you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your Honour. <laughs> I'll tell you why. Yeah. Because my friend had to get a licence for one in SA. Right, right. So okay. he has a gun yeah. licence and he was complaining uh, that he also had to get one for gel buses. And he's like, but they don't even, you know. Yeah. So in Queensland. So that, that's why. Yeah. You don't need a license. You yeah. can just buy them. But they look exactly like real guns, but they just shoot little pellets instead. Yeah. So he, he wants me to buy him a gel blaster, plus he wants to go gel blasting for his birthday and he wants some of his mates to come along. Mm. And I had to explain to him that not all parents are probably as reckless as me <laughs> and are just going to let their children run around with realistic looking guns, shooting each other, etc., etc. Send us an invite. My boys will come. But no, because there's places that you go to and you've got to have like safety. If it was, yeah. hey, come back to my backyard, I've got the kids with gel blasters and I'll be like, you're looking after them. I'd say no. So there's a difference. Oh, oh. Would you? Yeah. You need because, no, because I get scared about the eyes because and you're not allowed to have them, I don't think. I like looked her. at it yeah. and it's very expensive to go to a professional place <laughs> yeah. and I was actually thinking of just buying Bonus all stack. the boy boys a gel blaster <laughs> yeah. and doing a setup around the house. You or, can. Or go well, to as the long park. as you because, do the yeah. invites. Because at the end of the day, I was and like. A waiver. A waiver for a 10-year-old's birthday party. <laughs> Waivers don't count. No, they don't. Because I was going to send them around up up into the bush. Yeah. I was going to buy myself one as well. Mm. Yeah. And, um, I reckon do that. Maybe hook around. Yeah. Mm. And have a shoot. Yeah. Well, the kids that will come are the parents that allow it. Like, if you say that's what you're doing, and they say, yeah, no worries. Yeah. And if not, there'll be a certain amount of drop-off, and you get to buy less guns. Yeah. But what if they all say no, and it's just me and Xander chasing each other? Well, you have Creating to say, memories. mate, I can't help it. I invited friends. You got none. <laughs> Here we yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. And then I realized Xander is, like, probably one of the only children in his grade that is playing Call of Duty. Oh, uh, yeah, right. And some of the uh, games, mm. like his cousins yeah. at... at um, uh, Woodgate, we took his Xbox there for him to play, mm. and his little cousin goes, "Oh, I'm not allowed to watch this." Yeah, and I thought, "Oh, maybe I'm, maybe I'm that parent. Maybe you're the loose parent. Where when in yeah. teenage years are all going to be at your house because you're the cool ones." Yeah. I don't like the judgment. I took my remember I, t- I took my nine year old to go and see Boy Swallows Universe. Yeah. And everyone was looking at me going, there is no other kids here. And at that point I went, there's not really, is there? Like, there's none. Yeah. And then we sat down and we had to leave because it was too violent. I was like, oh, I judged. Mm. Yeah. Correctly, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did. He's like, I'm going to be scarred for life. I said, oh, get stuffed. <laughs> we used to watch Freddy Krueger. You are what you eat. It was a horrible scene. Yeah. You know, and our parents didn't care. And look at me. I'm kind of fine. <laughs> and he looks at me and goes, no. <laughs> but um, I don't know. You kind of, you always remember those parents that you used to go to their house and they were like loosey-goosey. They were the fun ones, right? They yeah. were my favourites. Because there were two schools, right? There was always that house where we, and every mate had one. You had the parents that were terrifying. You know the ones. Plastic on the couches. Mm. Yeah. You had a padlock on the fridge kind of deal. And then you had that one where it was like, you want some wine? Yeah. My mum got judged quite a bit. 
And she was she was okay with it, but she was like, oh, you know what? All the other girls are lying to their parents because my par- mum used to drop us off at the nightclub mm. when we were maybe 16 and a half. And she's like, well, we found out that the you half don't... half makes the story better. Thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're well, <honor>. we, <laughs> well, we used to tell her, we're like, we're not going to drink. We just want to dance. Uh-huh. So she, bless her heart, she used to drop us off and then she used to stay there for three hours and pick us up and take us home. Was there only a three-hour limit? Well, like, we used to have to put on our school uniform to go to school the next day, Matt. So, oh, yeah, but she used to always be judged for it. As a, She was of that school of, um, I'd rather know where they are. And be that's there exactly Because they're going to do it anyway. That's what she used to say. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. she was like, I've got two older boys and that's what happened. Yeah. At least I know that you're not going home with strangers. You're coming home. Great idea. I will take Xander Nightclub for his 10th birthday. <laughs> there you go. But yeah. it was a bit different. It was 50 cent champagne and 250 base spirits back in. Yeah. You know, but not that we had them because we were just dancing. Of course. You're of course. Um, <laughs> are you going to do it? I would recommend if you do I would do it I would do, I'm completely fine with it but I would just buy the ones can you get them that don't look like real guns he wants one no he like wants yeah one. he actually wants the machine one I just I just can see that ending badly running I reckon you have to go to a place you have to go to an yeah. actual one that well, I like. suggested to him I said let's go with Uncle Ricky pig shooting like let's yep. do it for real uh-huh. Esther was like no you can't take other kids pig shooting not for his birthday party <laughs> you can't do that <laughs> Oh, is that what you were thinking? No, no, just oh, him. Just him. Like, oh, I don't think that's appropriate. <laughs> You've taken someone else's life. Come Congratulations. <laughs> Happy birthday to Xander. What would you write on the invite? Come on a adventurous pig hunting. <laughs> 131060. This is this is what we want to ask for that. Do you remember the loose parent? Yeah. Do you growing up, was there a loose parent, a friend's house that you went to? And what did you get up to? Yeah. Kimberly and Bunya, you remember them? I remember it very well. I was 13 and I used to go to a girlfriend's place because her mother used to let us smoke her cigarettes and we used to go up on top of the roof and smoke them. So it was very appealing. (laughs) Did your parents ever find out? Uh, yeah, when I was an adult, when I told them, they were mortified. Yeah. Uh, yes. Wow. Well, you're never going to dob them in then, are you? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, no, it was too much fun. We wow. were, like, having too much fun. Yeah. You say loose parents. Maybe they give up parents. That's yeah, true. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but you hear, like, even that now, that's, like, that's really loose. Mm. I love that too, oh, though. That, like... that wouldn't happen now. No. 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 But they've gone, smoking's dangerous. But then let's do it on the roof at a degree of dangerousness. <laughs> Just a, wow. Jess, in Northwakes, who was a loose parent? I actually had two. So it was my mum and my best friend's mum. And we used it for different ways each time. So my friend would be allowed to go to the party, but my mum would be like, well, if you're going to go to the party, you need a new outfit. So <laughs> it would be like <laughs> we would just play it off, um, you know, against the parents and, yeah, we'd have twice the amount of alcohol and twice the amount of fun. So it was great. <laughs> Are you more mature now because you were able to be a little looser back then, you think? I think so. I think having that freedom um, at a young age and being able to be trusted with it enables you to appreciate it a lot more. Mm. I, I have a six-year-old and there's one song in, in you know specific that she loves to sing that has a very, very large F-bomb in it that I let her you know, grow out every now and then. So I think allowing them to have that freedom also makes them appreciate that, yeah, you you can use it, you know, at at the right time and not abuse the situation. Mm -hmm. Like you did. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) She knows from experience, a wise woman. Yeah. Uh, Brooke in Cinnamon Park, we're talking loose parents. Have you got any? 
Um, yeah, sorry. I um, was 13, moved out with that loose parent um, just due to my own circumstances with my family. Look, my mum was amazing. She just had rules I didn't want to follow. Right. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so it was just easier for me to leave. So I left and lived with them. And, look, we were allowed to do illegal things. We were allowed to do drinking alcohol. To She would actually help us organise the parties and set up for them and take us everywhere we needed to be and wanted to be. We could wag school and everything. Look, I have three kids of my own now, uh-huh. and I would never in my life let them do what I did. I will always give them the opportunity to do things and stuff like that, but I'm not going to ever... I'm going to be watchful because I know what I was like as a yeah. kid. It's funny, That's isn't it, where you do the opposite. You're like, I did this, so you're not. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. And, like, I'll let them do a few little things here and there, but I'll be there. Yeah. You're not going to be doing it <laughs> Would you be comfortable yeah. with one of your children coming gel blasting? Uh, to be honest, yes, because I own them myself. Um, and my husband and I go out in the backyard with our kids as it is and do things like that. But they also need to understand the safety of it. They need to understand why. And like you said, it's a gun. This is what they look like in real life. Just the explanation, to be yeah. very honest. So well, Sounds yeah. like you should have the party at Brooks' house. She seems really experienced. <laughs> yeah, look, we've had quite a few, definitely. <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, well, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for calling. That's all right. Stav, Abby and Matt, the B105 Breakfast Show. This is very interesting. We've got Army a captain and founder of the charity Brothers and Books. His name is Dylan Conway, who's in with us. Good morning. Hey, mate. How are you? You are going to do a Guinness World Record, and this is pretty amazing. What are you going to do? Yeah, so as of Saturday, all the way until Australia Day, I will be reading out loud live on YouTube uh, for six days straight. Uh, without sleeping or eating, to break the world record for the longest period of time ever, reading out loud in one go. Wow. Before we get to the specifics of how you're going to survive, what is the charity that you're doing it for? Yeah, so Brothers and Books uh, is a charity that promotes reading and bibliotherapy for Mm organisations. So we want commanders, leaders and managers all around Australia, uh, when when their team are going through a hard time, to recommend a book uh, instead of other things. So just reading for six minutes reduces stress by up to 68%. Uh, And when it comes to mental health, the key stresses in Australian societies are financial stress and also relationships as well. Mm. Now, the education in Australia doesn't, the education department in Australia does an excellent job, um, but we all could have benefited from learning how to do a tax return or having a healthy relationship. And now that information, it's out there in the recorders really helped my life as I get older. I use the recorder at least once a day. Yeah, what book did you get that Dylan gave us? Because he gave me Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, which I have to say, I haven't read. Healthy relationships, right? The second uh, biggest stressor for people. What did you get? The happiness equation. Oh, yeah. he's really happy to do stress. anything. Yeah. I got the E-Myth Revisited, Why Most Small Businesses Don't Work and What to Do About It. <laughs> yeah, 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 which is a great book for um, business people out there who are stressed out trying to get their business oh, up and running. Yeah, like, are you really not going to sleep for six days? Have you done that before in the army? <laughs> yeah, so we it's actually... It's called a bender. Ha- yeah. <laughs> yeah, but normally that's three days. I don't know how you do yours. <laughs> there'll, be, there'll be no stimulants involved in yeah, this. No, well, no, that's all we were talking about, Lee, Matt. Um, coffee? Uh, bo- books coffee, are all on. Coffee, <laughs> Yeah, so we do do something similar like this in the army. So um, both soldiers and officers go through some sleep deprivation. Yeah. Um, But for officers, I have done a six-day sleep deprivation before. But during that, I was pack marching 150 kilometres. So surely... 
reading a couple of books whilst doing it won't be as hard as we that. have to do a few jumps are you going to do um voices uh, throughout it yeah Poten- like i just i want like yeah potentially on the first day but i can imagine <laughs> and i know you guys know how tough it is talking on the radio yeah. uh, i can imagine on day four it might just be my dulcet yeah. monotone voice no yeah, I, yeah. I want you to commit to that okay <laughs> okay all right, all right. yeah because i think that really brings it alive you know yeah. you can't read a book to the kids without you know having to do the voices uh, so i hope that you true. stay that's with true. that well i tell you what if you jump onto the website um, at browsingbooks.com yeah. and you make a donation and vote for a yes. book i will do the voices oh, Okay. Because that. uh, uh, that's the way. If you donate, you get to pick a book for you to read. Are there any guidelines, rules there? Like, can it be anything? Can people stitch you up? I mean, I don't mean to promote that. But. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not a religious man per se, um, but a good friend of mine who's a padre in the army, he was the first one to jump on. I think he donated $500. Yeah. So on day one, book two. I will be reading the Bible at his request. Um, so I've got a six-hour limit for that one, just yeah. so other people can recommend books as well. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a good one to start with on day have one. Have you read the Bible before? Uh, no, I don't believe that I have. Yeah. And I definitely haven't read it out loud. And it's well, that, really... those voices are going to be very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because it's not really like a... I've, I've read yeah. bits and pieces I know, of it. But it's yeah. not like a real like plot. Thing and like a story you can follow. It goes all over the place and it's all little excerpts and proverbs yes, and stuff. Stay tuned because he'll make it lively. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Um, the, so six days awake, no food, you're going to be starving. And you said you that's obviously a test in the army, the sleep deprivation. What happens on, how do you feel and do you hallucinate on day six? Yeah. So day three, day four, you start hallucinating yeah. without sleep. Now the world record for the longest time without sleep is 11 days. Yeah. This is just over half of that. Wow. Um, and then the reason behind the food uh, is because I'm not eating any carbohydrates, my body's not digesting and getting tired. Yeah. So yeah. what we'll try and do is um, go into the ketogenic zone, burn some fat mm. and get that more energy per arm um, per kilogram. I have to say, I did a 14 day fast. Yes. And I've never felt no, better. No I'm not food. promoting that. Yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. none. And you actually feel you feel so much more energetic, alert. so yeah. much more awake. But you've got to do it under medical supervision, I have to say. But I've never felt better in those 14 days. And definitely, and under the planning, we looked at well, what's going to be worse, tiredness or uh, hunger? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I think uh, tiredness is much worse. So yeah. hopefully. The hunger After pangs three, that I'm having, yeah. I'm like, oh, God, I'm hungry. Yeah. And I'm not thinking about uh, how yeah. much I want to sleep. Yeah. Wow. D- did guys fall asleep? On that six-day <laughs> yeah. trek? Yes, I personally, I remember the night times were the worst because uh. you're just marching and marching. Uh, and what we used to do is put a light on the person in front of you because everybody was falling asleep as they were walking. Mm. So just so dropping. Be, yeah, so you'd be walking along and you'd just sort of fall yeah. off the side of the road. Yeah. Um, and it was all under safety, supervision, super safe. Mm. But yes, that that is what happened. So I'm fortunate leading up to the world record attempt to have a good team to keep me awake yeah. uh, and a number of different fail-safes to wake me up what? throughout the... You're doing um, six yeah. hours. What is the current record? Oh, sorry, six so days. this is six, six days. days. Sorry, what's the current record? So the current record is held by a Nigerian teacher. He's 22 years old. He did 144 hours. I will be doing 145 hours. He'll be watching on YouTube, won't he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll get a third or fourth wind on day six maybe. and we'll just keep going. Who knows? What, what's your fail safe? An electric shock or something? Yeah, that's right. So we've got uh, an air horn. We've got mates in the room. We've <gasps> yeah. got uh, one of those uh, vibrating guns that you use for uh, massage. Um, yeah, yeah, for delayed oh. onset muscle soreness. Ready yeah. to go mm-hmm. just to wake me up. No taser, but that is a good idea. I don't have the a dog collars are pretty good. Do you know when you get yeah, the 
bark dog. The bark dog. See, you, yeah. guys, you guys need to be on my planning team. Yeah, so if you just have one around your neck, that's pretty yeah. good. We used Sounds to do that just for fun. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, we did, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, Dylan, it's an amazing cause, Brothers and Books. Um, you're the founder of the charity. You're putting your, your money uh, where your mouth is, literally. You're putting your body on the line. It's amazing. Where can people go watch this? Yeah, so uh, you can go on to brothersandbooks.com uh, and you'll find the live link for our YouTube channel. And just quickly, what the charity does, as well as promoting books, we also set up free community libraries for organisations with books similar to the ones that I've given you uh-huh. today. Um, so if you're an organisation out there and you want to... Um, help promote um, some new innovation, help with the stress of your team, jump on to the charity's website and request a community library. And that's where all the funds are going to today. So I believe our next community library currently is going to an ambulance station here in Brisbane. Right. Um, so the paramedics can grab a book to read in between shifts because um, God knows they work hard. Yeah. yeah. Good on Amazing. you, Lovely to meet you. Thanks for coming in this morning. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Stav, Abby and Matt, the B105 Breakfast Show. Super match here. Back to the cricket. Uh, cricket is on at the moment. We're playing West Indies uh, in the Test match. They demolished them yesterday. Oof. Who? who, who Australia demolished, demolished uh, the West Indies. Oh, is that why people said it was boring? Well, they said it was a, a non-event. Yeah, as suspected. I was like, okay. Well, for the first day, and we got them pretty much all done and dusted. Um, yeah, it was a pretty spectacular fall. Uh, they're a bit of a younger team, though, um, so they're just getting their, their feet together. Um, but yes, there has been a lot of talk of that uh, with the test matches being on. Uh, that uh, test match cricket is dying. Uh, due to the big bash and the one day, the big bash is fun. I know you don't like it, I but agree. you go yes. along and it's just—it's it, a party. It is a party. The kids get involved. The kids get involved, but, but it why has... do we have to bore them? That, well, some some people aren't bored by five days of, of men on a field chasing a ball. You don't watch ball. it all, though. You just watch the highlights. I know you do. Uh, sometimes I sit down and watch it all. Yeah, yeah. but you were like, oh, it's true cricket. I mean, yes. I don't watch it, it's but true, I but want it, it to be there. Is. And now uh, <laughs> cr- cricket players have forgotten how to occupy a crease and just yeah. stand there Big Bash all day. is the TikTok of cricket. 100%. You just want to flick next, <laughs> yeah. next, yeah. next, yeah. next. And I do remember, I mean, okay. there was a huge outcry when one dayers came in and um, mm. they said that they were ruining test cricket, uh, but the B- Big Bash really is. Is that, just, oh. is that just men who are getting annoyed? They uh, don't have excuses to sit, sit around, around for days on days end, and drink, drink yeah. and yeah. Yes. and not having to yeah. do any yeah. work? Please no one invent speed golf. Yeah. Uh, the Brisbane Heat are doing well, though. Are they tomorrow? They're playing? You know, into, I, no, I, I think they, they've been doing really well. I think they're playing tomorrow. Yeah, right. Okay. Oh, oh sorry. You're not, no, no, no. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Back to the long Because they're playing in Adelaide at the moment. The, um, the test match is in Adelaide. Um, but, yes, so I think there must be a bit of a way... There might be a bit of a push for people to get back into test cricket. I think they've, they've pulled a few people aside and said, let's try to make test cricket as exciting as possible. We had the um, baggy green saga where David Warner lost his cap. Yeah, and it ended up that it was actually just back at the hotel and no one had taken it. The funny exp- the funny thing of that is he posted saying if someone just anonymously gives it back, it was yeah. taken mm-hmm. out of my suitcase. Mm-hmm. Did you see Chappelle Corby? That was the greatest thing that happened in oh. my life that week. <laughs> Chappelle Corby posted saying, uh, Qantas, oh, have I got a stream for you? I'm yeah. like, oh, she's funny. Yeah. <laughs> so where where was his cap? It was, was back it? at the hotel. He had a man look, was what everyone was saying. Oh. Just had a man look for it, couldn't find it, and freaked out. But oh. he didn't say that. It was more like, hey, just don't oh. worry, guys, found it. Oh, All he good. fully blamed Qantas. He even pointed out that there was um, blank spots in their security cameras. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> Imagine that. All the Qantas baggage handlers are going, we don't want that. 
If I was, I'd, uh, I'd steal good stuff. Not uh, that. Oh, no, they're invaluable. Uh, but a cricket commentator, he was commentating a Class A cricket match between Scarborough and the Rock, uh, Rockham, Rockingham Mandura District. Uh, and he's watching a test match. He's obviously commentating on what's happening. And then he goes rogue. Have a listen. Make the batsman think twice about it. And even if you want to trap him on the front foot, I'd just like to see some more aggressive tactics from the, the fielding side here. My mouth is very dry because I've had a line of cocaine. What? <laughs> he said what he said. Why did he say that? Is he? Is this a joke one? No. What do you mean? That's what he said. That is how boring cricket is. Well, is He's that... like, well, <laughs> <laughs> that'll liven things up. He's not, a, he's not <laughs> really getting paid right for it, though, is it? down for five days, though. You know? I don't know. You're an expert. Which one would you take? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's start with that. <laughs> I think he really took the Class A cricket match a bit too far there. <laughs> <laughs> Did he realise he was on no, the microphone? I can't find any more information on what his name is, what happened after this. It has to be a joke. Well, Listening it. Like, can we listen to it again? Yeah, yeah, of course you can. Make the batsman think twice about it. And even if you want to trap him on the front foot, I'd just like to see some more aggressive tactics from the, the fielding side here. My mouth is very dry because I've had a line of cocaine. <laughs> I mean, you'd never hear Richie Benno do that. <laughs> It's uh, marvellous. <laughs> <laughs> Stav, Abby and Matt, the B105 Breakfast Show. Bonda is outrageous skill. Absolutely miraculous. Two sets to love. Yeah, never used to be into uh, tennis and now I've gone full into it. Since my son started playing, we're going to the Australian Open. I'm so excited uh-huh. for it. Uh, but I have been watching it and there was one girl that I was like, oh, she is just gorgeous. She's a, uh, a Russian girl. She does look a little bit like Anna Konnikova okay. sort of style, just to paint a picture. Mm-hmm. And she is so young. She is 16 years of age. So the interview after the match was very different from the person interviewing. You know, you try and have a mature conversation and she was like just excited about different things as a 16-year-old kid. So well, like, would have be. you seen the new uh, Mean Girls movie? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is after she had won. Uh, her name is Miria, Mira Andreeva, I think it is, and she won against the number six seed, which is Ons, which you might know if you watch Breakpoint. No. no, no, okay, no. anyway. But she's a really good player and she'd won against her. And after the match, she's asking a 16-year-old what she really liked about coming. And she had to organise her schedule for one thing, and that was to look at the animals. When I arrived here, I saw that on November 16, they will bring the animals. And I told myself that I have to be here on November 16 and to watch all the animals and uh, to hold the snake. And uh, I did with my agent. He was so scared, <laughs> but I, I forced him to do it. So we did it together. Mm. Now she had to go. She wanted to look because she was like the Australian animals. They br- do they bring animals? Yeah, they, they bring all the koalas uh, and the kangaroos right. and the snakes yeah, so right. they can all sort of see them. Now, most yeah. of the players don't get involved, yeah. but apparently she was there for like an hour and a bit <laughs> just looking at the I think, And then she had to go because she had schoolwork to do. Uh, I was going to so say school that. school has gone back and she's like, I still don't like chemistry, but I have to do it. So you see all these top players who are obviously going to physio and stuff yeah. like this. Mm. And she has to go and do her schooling. Would it, does she have fights with her besties? Like, because they're like, man, it's my 16th birthday and you've got to be there. Yeah. She's like, well, I'm going to play the US Open. <laughs> you know, can't you move it around? Well, the interviewer was asking her about how she was here last year, but on last year she was doing like the junior tournament right. and whether her game has sort of changed. This is what she said. 
This was the second time for you out on Rod Laver because a year ago you were playing the junior final here. How much has changed for you in the last 12 months and your game has just come on so much. Do you feel that way as well? Um, no. I, <laughs> I just feel like I am a bit more mature than I was before. I just... Uh... You're only 16. <laughs> well, that's true, but um, last year I was 15 and so... <laughs> it's just she's like, how do I interview interview a teenager? Yeah. What, what do you what do you ask a sixteen year old? Yeah, you know, yeah. while what? hating them at the same time because they're wildly more successful than you were at that age. Well, well not even that. It's like what what's going on in there that's going to be interesting, and what can you ask that's not going to get you in trouble? Yeah, for, yeah. for pushing it. Yeah, you're so mature. Well, last year I was fifteen. <laughs> Stav, Abby, and Matt, the B105 Breakfast Show. Alpha Marks. We're going to play tomorrow, the 19th of January. Here are your answers to get you even closer to $10,000. Your letter is G for Gogomobile, and some of your answers are Greater, Ghost, and Gone Girl. Right up. See you tomorrow. Bye. Stab, Abby, and Matt, the B105 Breakfast Show.